On today's episode, I will be providing an update on all of the Chicago Blackhawks top prospects, and I'll talk about how the start of their respective seasons are going. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is episode two here on Wednesday, November 9th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support real quick. First, by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go and follow the show right now and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Every episode from here on out, folks, will also have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, please do me a huge favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It's also 100% for free, and it helps me out tremendously, so please make sure to go and do that. Also, go and smash the like button down below on this video. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, the second episode, as I've already mentioned, that I am dropping today, of course. And for those of you who already follow me on Twitter, if you don't, make sure to go and follow at Talkin' Hockey and at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks on Twitter for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Uh, but if you do follow those accounts, or if you've already happened to tune into the first episode that I dropped this morning, then you know that this second parter here is going to be strictly dedicated to providing you all with updates on the Chicago Blackhawks' top prospects from Kevin Korchinski, uh, Drew Camesso, all the other notable prospects. I'll talk for a minute or two on uh, each one and kind of go over how things have gone so far in the early portion of the season. And I'm kind of going to be breaking up, breaking it up into three ways. I'm going to start with guys that are still playing junior hockey, whether that's, you know, the USHL, WHL, OHL, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to start with those guys. Then I'm going to go into the college prospects. And then I'm going to end with the Rockford Ice Hogs. So starting things off, I'm going to start with none other than the Blackhawks. Seventh overall selection here in the 2022 NHL Draft defenseman, Kevin Korchinski, who's playing yet again this year with the Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL. And he has gotten off to a fantastic start. The offensive numbers continue to pile up for Korchinski in the early going. He's got 17 assists to go along with two goals for 19 points in Seattle's first 11 games. He's also been a plus 11, so continuing to make an impact on the offensive side of things as we expected. He's going to absolutely light that league up this year with the speed that he has and the offensive mindset. 
really good at walking the blue line and has a good first pass, reads the ice really well, great hockey IQ. I mean, I was ecstatic with what I saw out of Kevin Korchinski in the preseason. Looked like, you know, if the Blackhawks needed him, maybe he could be NHL ready, but absolutely no need to rush him. The smart move was to send him back to Seattle. But yeah, they, they have a really good team up there. And uh, Kevin Gorchinski is going to have a lot of fun and should put up some pretty ridiculous offensive numbers for the Thunderbirds this season. Then getting on, uh, moving on, I should say, to Gavin Hayes, who was the third round pick here in 2022. He's playing for the Flint Firebirds of the Ontario Hockey League. He's been kind of bouncing up and down between the first and the second lines. Doesn't really have a consistent spot yet, but either way, he's been putting up some strong numbers. He's got uh, eight goals and nine assists for 17 points in Flint's first 18 games. So Gavin Hayes continuing to show some good things. I thought he had some good stretches through the preseason as well and in training camp. Uh, they gave him an opportunity up on the top line with Lucas Reichel whenever he would play, and uh, I thought he handled his own. I don't know if he's going to be a top six guy necessarily at the next level, but he's still very young, only 18. Interested to see how that side of his game is going to develop, but he's also a pretty big kid who was known for playing good, for having a good two-way style when he was younger. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see if uh, the offense continues to kind of grow throughout the years for Hayes, and maybe he has more uh, in the bag than I'm giving him credit for right now. Moving on down to Riku Tohila, seventh round pick here in the 2022 NHL draft from the Blackhawks, a six foot eight forward. It was pretty absurd watching him at development camp in the summer. I mean, he's just absolutely massive for playing forward. Thing about him is, uh, is he ever going to be able to skate? at a high enough level to make it to the NHL. I don't know, but he does a lot of things well. He you know, knows that he's a big boy, goes to the front of the net and creates some havoc there, uses his size to win some board battles. And so far, he, he's been playing in the uh, U-20 Finnish League, I believe. Uh, but he's got 16 points through the first 21 games there, uh, 12 goals and four assists. He has a pretty decent shot on him too, so... <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how he develops. The Blackhawks have taken some interesting shots in the dark with their seventh or um yeah, with their seventh round picks in the past couple of seasons. Tohila is apparently from like a small village in Finland, so he's an interesting one, but seems to be off to a good start this season. 16 points in his first 21 games. Next going down to another intriguing late round pick by the Blackhawks in 2022, Niels Juntorp, sixth round pick playing for the Dubuque Fighting Saints of the USHL. My boy, shout out Big Will. If you're listening to this episode, I appreciate you, buddy. AKA my Niels Juntorp insider being a Dubuquean. I don't know if that's a thing. Will, you can let me know. Is a Dubuquean a thing? I don't know, but he was on tap for the Saints home opener. Uh, Juntorp had a goal and an assist in the Saints 10-2 victory. And Juntorp's now up to eight points in the first nine games. The leading goal scorer for the Fighting Saints with six goals in those nine games. I think four or maybe even five have come with the man advantage. And that shot of his is definitely like the high point, at least from what I noticed this summer when watching Juntorp. He has a really underrated shot. And for being a six-round pick, I think this was a good stab in the later rounds by the Blackhawks. Really interested to see how the rest of the season is going to go for Niels Juntorp. Next, we have Samuel Savoy, a.k.a. Maybe the next Andrew Shaw, even though I, I really hate those comparisons. Uh, there's no denying that Savoy 
provides a lot of things that Andrew Shaw provided back in his heyday with the Blackhawks. Complete agitator out there, guy who's always smiling, sticking his tongue out, wants to get physical and mostly just drive his opponents bananas. Like that's the name of the game for Samuel Savoy. And gosh darn it, I am here for it. He's so much fun to watch. I loved watching him mix it up with, you know, NHL guys, even in the preseason. Uh, He's not afraid of anything. And I absolutely love that mentality. Uh, Savoy, third round pick, by the way, in the 2022 NHL draft, I should mention. He's got seven points, five goals, and two assists in 13 games this season for the Gatineau Olympiques of the QMJHL. Uh, More importantly, Savoy has 24 penalty minutes in those first 13 games. So racking him up at a pretty high clip thus far. Honestly, it might even be a little little low. Savoy might might have to start racking up those goonage minutes a little bit. Um, but five goals in the first 13 games, probably most of them going to the front of the net. I can't lie. I haven't seen many of his highlights. Um, offense, though, that's never going to be the name of his game. It's about what he does away from the puck. Offense is just going to be an added bonus. So maybe he can round that out a little bit more. Decent start thus far for Gatineau for him. Uh, next, we have Paul Ludwinski, a.k.a. that Paulie Ludz guy. I can see Chicagoans having a lot of fun with that Paul Ludwinski guy. Second round pick here in 2022. He missed the start of the season for the Kingston Frontenacs of the OHL after he was placed in concussion protocol during Blackhawks training camp. Unfortunately, didn't get any preseason action. Uh, I don't know if I would call it a slow start here for Paulie Ludz. He's got seven points in the first 11 games, only one goal though. And he's been playing mostly on Kingston's top line. So would like to see him pick it up a little bit. But again, he's kind of like Savoy, kind of just a a high motor energy type of guy who's going to be physical and going to provide that spark. He actually said, he had the best motor in the entire 2022 NHL draft class when the Blackhawks selected him. So I love that mentality. Uh, he definitely, I think, has more offensive potential than Savoy does. Um, but again, probably not a top six guy. It's probably going to be about how else he can make an impact. But I still would like to see Ludwinski, no doubt about it, um, at least pick it up a little bit in the goal scoring department, given he's getting such a good opportunity here early on for Kingston. Uh, and then I have. Sam Rinzel, first round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. The third first round selection by the Blackhawks. Obviously, they received that from Toronto by also taking on Peter Mrazek's deal. Uh, Rinzel has tallied seven points, one goal, and six assists, just like Paul Ludwinski through his first 11 games for the Waterloo Blackhawks of the USHL this season. Unfortunately, Waterloo, like, doesn't tweet out any of their highlights and doesn't like tweet any line combinations. So I don't really know what Sam Renzel's role is thus far. Uh, I know he got off to a pretty good start. I believe most of those points that he has came in, in the first few games for Waterloo. Um, but kind of makes it tough to follow along with Sammy Renzel, Waterloo, kind of pick up that social media stuff. Help out us Blackhawks fans who want a little, want to know a little bit more about this kid. All right, Blackhawks fans, coming up in just a minute, I will get into some more of the Hawks' top prospects and how they're doing so far here in the early going. But first, I got to talk to you all about Athletic Greens and their new AG1 product. With just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start your day. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's, it's truly an incredible product. 
And Athletic Greens was first created when the founder themselves experienced a ton of gut issues and ended up on a very complicated supplement routine in order to recover. That used to cost them $100 per day, but now Athletic Greens has an optimal and an affordable nutrition routine that will cost you less than $3 per day, which is just such a cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and your body. And I really do try to get my one scoop of AG1 each and every morning, whether it's before I record the podcast, before I'm going golfing with some friends. I just want to make sure I'm locked in and I'll I'll take my one scoop of AG1. I, I got some of the powder packs to go. It's a really convenient product. It tastes really good. You just mix it in some water. uh, And it's actually a difference maker in the morning. And it has me as focused as I want to be, regardless of the task. And to make it easy for you all, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go and visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network right now. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, segment two today, getting into some more of the Blackhawks top prospects. Ethan Del Mastro is the next one I'm going to get into, a fourth round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2020 NHL draft and looks like a really good late round selection based on how he's been able to progress. He's been incredible for the Mississauga Steelheads the past few seasons. He's got an opportunity to play for Team Canada. And just yesterday, TSN's Craig Button released his roster projection for Team Canada at the upcoming World Juniors. Ethan Del Mastro found himself on that projected roster. So it's been incredible the way that he's been able to progress so far this year. And really, the kind of surprising part about it, <clears throat> when the Blackhawks selected Del Mastro, they knew he was going to be a rugged, stay-at-home, physical defenseman. He's a big kid, six foot four, provides some really good size and physicality. But the offense, I know it's at the junior level, but I think it's certainly been better or more than what the Blackhawks thought he was going to provide uh, in that area. He's got 12 points in 12 games for Mississauga so far this year, two goals and 10 assists. I don't know if he'll be able to keep up that point-per-game pace, but again, the offense has been a pleasant surprise for Ethan Del Mastro. Another kid who looked really poised, I thought, in the preseason, really patient with the puck, doesn't rush into any reads, gets out of trouble. He's pretty elusive for being a big guy, too. Like He can skate around some four-checkers, makes a good fake in order to just clear the puck out of harm's way. I'm really excited about the defensive prowess of Ethan Del Mastro. And it seems like, again, he's going to have a little bit more offense uh, than anyone imagined that he would. He's also the captain of the Mississauga Steelheads again this season. So a natural leader for this team, a great role for him throughout his junior hockey days. And I'm really stoked. We'll see if uh, this winds up being his final year with Mississauga. He could potentially uh, join the Rockford Icehogs next season by going pro. Next, we have Colton Dock. Second round pick for the Blackhawks in 2021. Four points in four games for Doc so far with the Kelowna Rockets, who acquired him last year from, uh, oh boy, why am the Saskatoon Blades, duh, where he and Kirby played their junior hockey. A little bit of a brain cramp there. I apologize. Tough start, though, to the year for Colton Doc. Obviously, uh, he missed most of training camp for the Blackhawks because of a concussion that he suffered at the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase. 
was able to return early on for Kelowna and then suffered another concussion in the early going. Fortunately, Doc was just able to return. He is the captain, by the way, of Kelowna as well. So uh, I'm sure they missed their captain. Doc is not only the leader off the ice, but the leader on it. He was really sound for them, way above a point per game last year. And it could be a really big season for him as long as he stays healthy, especially in the goal scoring department. That shot of his, I think, is his best asset. And we saw it in the few moments that he was healthy with the Blackhawks in the summertime. So uh, hopefully it'll be a healthy stretch the rest of the way for Colton Doc, and he can put up some really massive numbers on the top line for Kelowna. Next, I have Ilya Safanov, who was a six-round pick in the 2021 NHL draft. And at the time, not a lot of people really knew much about him. And I feel like still, most Blackhawks fans probably don't know who this kid is, but uh, he's kind of slowly gaining some steam over in the KHL. He's already playing professional hockey. Uh, and a lot of the talk is about his motor and what he provides defensively. He's supposed to be a defensive hound a really good speedster, uh, and through 25 games for Akbars in the KHL, he's got nine goals and three assists for 12 points. And, oh man, who was it? <sighs> it's going to drive me nuts. Someone just recently did a redraft of the 2021 NHL draft, and Safanov was bumped all the way up to being like a third-round pick. It was Corey Pronman. Corey Pronman did a complete redraft or – yeah, basically a redraft of both the 2020 and the 2021 NHL draft, and Safinov's stock was way up. So if you don't know who he is yet, Blackhawks fans, take note of this kid over in Russia. He's doing special things. Uh, really intrigued to see if and when he's ever going to come over. That is kind of the problem with Russian prospects. They get so comfortable playing professionally and making such good money in their home countries. It's kind of like, why would they ever leave? That's kind of the gamble. And We've see it with uh, we've seen it with Artur Kayumov over the past couple of years, so um, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, hopefully, Safanov will be able to come over because he seems like an intriguing two way prospect that the Blackhawks have uh, stashed down in their prospect pool. The last junior level prospect that I want to get into is Nolan Allen. Apologies, just got a phone call. Just want to make sure it was nothing serious. Uh, 2021 first round pick, of course, kind of a shocking uh, first round pick for the Blackhawks. Not many people had him penciled in, more so like the second or maybe even the third round. Uh, but I thought Allen actually has been good in the areas where he needs to be. Defensively, he seemed pretty sturdy. I, I still think he's kind of behind maybe like Ethan Del Mastro and uh, a couple of those other guys, especially when you see them all together at development camp and that stuff, Allen's game just doesn't really pop as much as some of the other guys, but I still think he has the chance to be maybe a, a second or probably more likely a third pairing NHLer, which is disappointing when you take a guy like that in the first round, but um, we'll see what's going to happen. He's got eight points so far in 13 games for the Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL and like. Colton Doc and Ethan Del Mastro. Nolan Allen is also a captain this season. I think it's pretty cool that a lot of these Blackhawks prospects are having these leadership roles uh, with their junior hockey teams. I think it's a great opportunity for them to be leaders. And then as they translate to the next level, you'll have a ton of those guys in the locker room. And, um, you know, it, that can only help. So I think it's a good thing that a lot of these young prospects are getting an opportunity like that. The jury's still for sure out on Nolan Allen. 
uh, but he also could be turning professional after this season with Prince Albert if things go well. Getting into some of the college prospects now, and a lot of Blackhawks prospects are playing for some of the top collegiate programs in the nation right now, folks. Starting with Jake Wise in Ohio State, who've been off to a good start. Uh, Wise was a third-round pick, of course, back in 2018. He's a fifth-year senior. He's got 10 points in 10 games so far for the Buckeyes, four goals and six assists. I believe I've seen him kind of slotted on the first and the third line. They've kind of rotated him up and down, but given all the experience that he has at the college level, uh, Ohio State is certainly going to lean on Wise offensively, and it's good to see him finally uh, have some consistent success after his first three collegiate seasons with BU really were just plagued by injuries and could never get anything going. Seems like he's found that so far with Ohio State. Next, getting into the two Notre Dame boys first, Ryder Rolston, uh, who's off to a really strong start. He's got nine points in the first 10 games, four goals and five assists as a junior for Notre Dame. And that shot of his, man, he's got a sneaky, solid shot. Someone who kind of like surprisingly, every time I see him, feel like not a lot of Blackhawks fans are talking about him, but again, I, I think he could have a chance to be a bottom six, you know, offensive piece, maybe a power play two guy with the way he's able to fire that puck. Really good start for Rolston so far here for Notre Dame, kind of been flipped between the first and the second line. Uh, Landon Slager, I kind of thought he was going to be in for kind of a bounce back offensive season. He, he was really good offensively as a freshman, kind of the numbers came back down to earth a little bit as a sophomore. Uh, I thought they were going to be up here as a junior, especially that, you know, he's going to be a top six guy, but he's only got two assists in 10 games for Notre Dame. This is his junior season as well, like it is for Rolston. So kind of a tough start offensively for Landon Slagert. I know he's another guy who provides a lot off of the puck, but would certainly like to see those numbers be up a little bit. Uh, next, we have Aiden Thompson, third round pick in 2022, made a lot of created a lot of steam and buzz around his name with his play throughout the summer, not just for the Blackhawks, but for the United States um, World Juniors camp. He, he was really impressive there and looked like he was on the on his way to making the team before suffering an injury. Uh, I don't know if that injury is what cost him, you know, games early on in the season for Denver or if the pioneers, you know, have just such a good program that they were scratching him early on as a freshman. I, I didn't really know, but uh, either way, Aiden Thompson just recently made his debut for the Pioneers, the national champions last year. No points in his first two games with Denver. Um, probably just shaking off the cobwebs because he hasn't had game action in so long. But I'm really curious to see what kind of role Denver is going to use Aiden Thompson in this season. Next, we're going down to two guys from University of Minnesota Duluth. First, we have Dominic James, who was a sixth-round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. I really liked what the Blackhawks did in this sixth round. I think Niels Juntorp, I don't know if he's ever going to be an NHLer. He has a good shot, good offensive game. I'm interested. Dominic James has absolute wheels, folks. We saw it for the United States at the World Juniors. We've seen it. Uh, at Blackhawks development camp, and he's been doing it for UMD through his first two years there. He's got six points in 10 games for the Bulldogs right now, three goals and three assists. And then his teammate, Wyatt Kaiser, who's a junior and was a third round pick of the Blackhawks back in 2020. He's got four points in his first nine games, two goals and two assists, including an absolute dazzling coast to coast goal where he went backhand, forehand around the netminder. 
uh, Wyatt Kaiser, man. I'm super stoked for this kid. Um, interested to see if he's going to go play his senior year with UMD. I would guess that he would, but he's progressed really well through the last couple of seasons and is finally beginning, you know, opportunities to play for his country as well. Definitely keep an eye on Wyatt Kaiser Blackhawks fans. I think he could be a good one. Next, we have Ryan Green, who's currently a freshman at Boston University and was a second round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2022 NHL draft. He's mostly been playing the third line center role for the Terriers thus far, and he's off to a pretty good start. He's got two goals and three assists for five points in his first seven games as a Terrier. Uh, Ryan Green, kind of like Gavin Hayes in my mind. I feel like those two guys are, are eerily similar. Um, not maybe the most elite offensive guys, but um, I think have capability to be middle six fringe guys. I'm really interested to see how they're going to develop, and good to see that Green is off to a good start so far here. And then his teammate at BU, Drew Comesso, second-round pick in 2020. A lot of Blackhawks fans are excited about him. He's 2-1 and one through his first three games, but some of the other numbers don't look all that good. He's got an 887 save percentage. 366 goal, the goals against average here for BU. And he's going to be the guy as a junior. He's basically been the guy's first two years as an underclassman. So I would expect the Terriers to lean on him heavily and net this year. I think it was against Michigan where he got absolutely lit up like a Christmas tree and they pulled them. He missed some time with an injury as well. Kind of a shoddy start to uh, Comesso's junior year. Hopefully he'll be able to kind of figure it out. We've seen him have a shaky start for BU before, just last season. The Terriers were atrocious until Thanksgiving, and then Camessa was one of the best goalies in all of college hockey. So hopefully we can see something similar once again this season. The standout netminder in the Black Hawks organization here in college hockey has actually been Dominic Bassey so far this year. Six-round pick way back in 2019, kind of a forgotten man in net based off of uh, – his first two collegiate programs, I think he played for Colorado College and not really a good program. He's since transferred to St. Cloud State, which is a top 25 program, and he's off to a fabulous start. He won awards for goaltender of the month in October. He went 4-1 with a 1-6-1 goals against average and a 9-37 save percentage. So Bassey's been kind of popping up all over the college hockey scene with his play so far in the early going really curious to see if he's anything. I kind of ruled him out based on how poorly his first two college seasons went, but maybe it was just because of the team he was playing for. He's been spectacular since joining uh, St. Cloud State here in the early going of his junior season. Before I wrap up the show today, folks, I do want to touch on uh, some of the numbers from the Blackhawks prospects that are down in Rockford playing at the AHL level here in the early going. I got to admit, I haven't been following his Rockford as close as I should be this far. I don't exactly know what lines that they've been rolling with down there, so I don't know exactly what role each guy has been playing. But uh, just going through some of the stats here to keep you all updated on the offensive side of things, at least. Lucas Reichel, of course. Probably the top prospect in the organization, maybe other than Kevin Korchinski, but definitely the top prospect who's kind of ready to step onto the scene. Reichel's just continuing to dominate the A. He's got 11 points in nine games, continuing to prove he's just he's a point-per-game player down there. That's what he is, and it's impressive that he's able to do that already. He's got five goals and six assists 
through the first nine games. I imagine he's playing the top line setter spot for Rockford. Um, interesting, though, to see if the Blackhawks are going to be playing him at center. They can probably squeeze him there if they want him to, and it seems like that might be the better spot for him considering he's more of a playmaker than he is a goal scorer. At center, you just play with the puck more. When you're a wing, you're kind of expected to shoot it a little more, unless you're Patrick Kane. He's kind of the uh, the difference there. But it, it is interesting to see. Um, it is going to be interesting to see, I should say, if and when the Blackhawks call up Lucas Reichel, if they're going to be using him on the wing or if they're going to kind of let him go through those learning curves at the center position. And for what it's worth, I do believe Reichel played center for most of the preseason action that he saw uh, with the Blackhawks. Next, we have Jakob Galvis, who fifth round pick way back in 2017. I don't even know if I can call him a prospect anymore, uh, but he's off to a really strong start with Rockford. He's got nine points in his first eight games, one goal and eight assists. Galvis, the sneaky kind of um, the boogeyman, I would say, of this Blackhawks decor. Um, nobody, you know, it feels like he doesn't get necessarily the buzz of some of the other guys. Now, he did a little bit when he got some NHL action last season. Um, doesn't really, you know, have any, like, area that he excels in. He just feels like a well-rounded, responsible player. A lot of pro hockey experience already under his belt. I think he's kind of fallen behind, clearly fallen behind, you know, Regula, Vlasic, Philip Ruse in terms of the pecking order. But I still think Jakob Galvis could be like, a sixth or a seventh defenseman at the NHL level. Whether or not it happens in Chicago, that's going to be interesting given all the defenseman prospects that they have. But I, I do like Jakob Galvis's game, and I do think he has the ability uh, to kind of be a depth guy for an NHL club down the road. Next, we have Mike Hardman, who's also kind of been a forgotten man in the forward group. Felt like he was going to be, you know, part of the NHL club last year. Never really found success, had some injuries, wound up spending more time down in Rockford. He's got six points through the first nine games. Uh, Josiah Slavin is another kind of fringe guy you would have thought. He's really taken on a leadership role with, with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Wore the C um, for you know the development camps for, for the Blackhawks. He's got one assist in the first nine games. More of a PK, bottom sixer, that'll be grindy and do all the you know little things well. Uh, Michael Tepley, fourth round pick in 2019, someone who, for some reason, I just, I kind of have some bias towards Michael Tepley. And I feel like whenever he gets opportunities, he succeeds. And we saw last year in the second half of the AHL season with Lucas Reichel and Andre Altibarmakian on that top line. That trio was really good in the second half. I wouldn't rule out Michael Tepley. I, I like his offensive game. Uh, he's only played in six games so far with Rockford, but he's got four points in those. He's got one goal and three assists. Keep progressing. Keep progressing, Michael. I, I have faith in you, buddy. Uh, and then the last two we're getting into here, it's been a nice 30-minute episode here, folks. Alex Vlasic, who has been assigned to Rockford, of course. He's played seven games with the Ice Hogs now. He's got two assists in those first seven games. And then Isaac Phillips, fifth-round pick, who really has progressed well since the Blackhawks drafted him. Um, kind of shockingly made his NHL debut like a little over a year after the Hawks selected him. And you don't see that happen very often with fifth round picks. Uh, Phillips has four assists through the first nine games. Offense, though, never really going to be his bread and butter. It's more for him about his size, his physicality, staying sturdy in the D zone. 
uh, kind of feels similar to, to maybe what like a Nolan Allen will be or, or maybe what Ethan Dalmastro could be once he turns pro. It feels like Phillips has the ability to, you know, provide a little bit offensively, not going to be consistent about it, but it's more so about what he's able to provide on the defensive side of things with his big body. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting with all those types of prospects that the Blackhawks have in the in the prospect pool right now, and especially when, you know, there's the potential that two or three or maybe even more of them uh, could possibly be joining the Rockford Icehogs as soon as next season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up the second episode here of Lockdown Blackhawks on Wednesday, November 9th. Make sure, if you're not already, to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free right now on your favorite podcast app and to go and subscribe on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here to start off your day. For your second listen, be sure to go and check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.